Hey, y'all. I'm Casey Bell of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you'll have more fun with Stacey Lindis, Chris Nessie, and me, AJ Bianco. Welcome to another episode of Podcast PD. I'm your co-host, Stacey Lindis. You can find me at IronTech. And I'm joined tonight by Chris Nessie, AJ Bianco, and we have a guest. We're going to be speaking to Matt Larson tonight. Chris and AJ, how are you? Living the dream, Stacey. It's a wonderful, wonderful time here in Jersey. I have to concur because uh, the weather has finally turned. Uh, I don't think there's any more threats of snow. Temperatures are heating up and uh, life is good here in the old central Jersey. Jersey Shore. (laughs) Jersey Shore. Jersey, where it's Ed Camp every weekend, all weekends. Ed Camp, Ed Camp, Ed Camp. Yeah, yesterday was my fifth Ed Camp. You're like In the Lou Gehrig of Ed Camp attending right now. Oh, I I don't know much about Lou Gehrig except all the bad things. So, like, my heart just stopped. Well, I mean, five Ed Camps in a row, five weekends in a row. Where are you going next week? I'm going to be home because it's Mother's Day. Oh, no, I'm going to go to my niece's birthday. She turns two on Mother's Day, so we'll be celebrating with her. So you're starting the inaugural Ed Camp Mom? Yeah, right. Ed (laughs) Camp Mom. Yeah, something like that. That was a good one. I like that one. Absolutely not. Or Ed Camp 16th anniversary. That might work, too, because that's on Friday. But we are not here to talk about Ed Camp, and we are not here to banter about motherhood and all of that stuff. We are actually here to talk to Matt Larson, who is a progressive educational thinker, lifelong learner, aspiring school administrator, growing and serving others. He's a dad of three children. You have twins, right, Matt? Oh, yeah. Twin girls. Five months. And God bless he- you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> He's also a PE teacher, a prolific reader, and an amazing community organizer going rogue with his Voxer group, the PD fellowship that he has created that I am truly inspired by. And so Matt joins us tonight to talk about how you can build your own community of learners. Some would call it a PLN. Matt, welcome to Podcast PD. Thank you for having me, everybody. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, AJ. Thank you, Chris. It's a pleasure to be on here. Matt, I know you got to meet AJ back at EdCamp Blitz in February. I'm not sure if you guys had a lot of time to talk, but back in February, I know I was um, still trying to catch up in the Voxer community that you had created. Before we, before we talk about that, tell us a little bit about your background in education. I started in North Carolina, graduated 2009 from my undergrad at University of North Carolina in Greensboro. I taught for five years in Asheboro, North Carolina, the rural community, high uh, SES need, 90% free reduced lunch, 
70% Hispanic. Taught there five years, moved up to Jersey, where apparently it is impossible to get a job in the public school system. So I actually taught part-time at a Catholic school, which is now closed. And my current role at a charter school in urban, urban city down in Trenton. I've been there for three years. Again, a charter, urban. So you name it, we got it. High, high socioeconomic needs, about 90% free reduced lunch, about 90% or 99% African American, Hispanic population. So always been with the traditionally underserved and I love every minute of it. That's fantastic. There aren't a lot of um, teachers that I know who willingly go into those urban settings with those special needs, with that, with that set of special needs, um, the socioeconomic needs that you know, you get with an urban community. I commend you for that. I went to the College of New Jersey, and I know that a lot of our our placements were in settings like that. I was placed in Ewing, um, which isn't quite as as high needs as as Trenton, but it definitely I definitely felt some of that that um, plight that you're, you're describing there. It's definitely a challenge every day, but it's a challenge that helps me grow and helps me connect with others who want to grow. And I definitely had to reach out to the social media universe to keep myself sane over the past three years, but it's been a journey for sure. I can totally relate to your journey, Matt, as I work in New Brunswick. So again, similar population, African-American, Hispanic, uh, very transient. Relationships are key, man. No matter if you are teaching or leading or leading and teaching, it is foundation of what we do. So that's, um, so speaking of relationships and them being key, and you spoke about how you know, you, you reached out to social media to really learn a lot and connect with others who could really meet your needs and, and help you find your call, I guess your, your PLN. I mean, what do you call it? I mean, tell us, tell us about that experience. I'm like struggling tonight. Sorry. We've actually adopted the name PLF now because we are a professional learning family. It originally started with uh, hashtag, hashtag bookcamp PD Voxer group. And we just, people who like to read gathered around professional books. It was a little after Rich Chiz's four o'clock faculty had come out and one of the members had mentioned, hey, Matt, you should do a book study on this on Boxer. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Be the first book study I've led. Been part of a few hacking education, power of moments. So I just put it out on Twitter. Uh, Rich obviously latched onto it. He's been very integral part, very active in the group and just people started joining and joining and we had 120 people join it. And I mean, if you've ever seen the book, read the book, it's a real, it's a short book, quick read, very powerful, lots of strategies that are very implementable, very quick to implement. And we blew through the book in about four weeks and we got about three weeks in and everybody was like, I know the group is coming to an end, but you know, if anybody really like to stay in the group, you know, we can rename it if we want, but, you know, we've gotten so much out of it and we've connected so much. We'd really like to keep the group going. I mean, that was, that was January. So we've been going four months, three months with uh, no book to really discuss, but we discuss everything from <laughs> grades to recess to starting our own school together. It is, uh, and then we go, you know, on the weekends, it's a lot, it's very personal. We talk about you know, what we're doing with our family and, you know, a lot of us come together for suggestions or life advice, relationship advice. So it's, it's definitely a family now. 
It really is. And I, you know, I watched it um, really blow up and that's how I found you. I, we have had the fortune to interview Rich here on Podcast PD. We've read his book. It's amazing. We, we actually have a little shout out in there. Knowing that it was such an amazing book, knowing that Rich was behind it, and then just seeing the tweets over and over and over again, I joined the Voxer group. And you're right, it blew up. It exploded immediately. And I remember someone saying, like, what's our account now? And I just remember someone saying, I don't know, but it's a lot of people. And it really was. There were a lot of great voices. And I remember feeling um, overwhelmed over and over and over again because it's such a fast-moving Voxer group. Um, so I commend those lovely people in there who are able to keep up with it all. I was sharing with a gentleman um, when, you know, when I pitched having you on the show, just that the ideas in that group are amazing. And for a while there, I was really trying to listen to every Vox. And I was, t- I told Rich that I have notebooks full of like notebook pages full of your ideas that I've gotten just from that group. And the ideas just keep coming. And every now and again, I dip in and out. Um, I love what you've done with the group. Can you tell us a little bit about like how that came to be? I know it was only a four week book club, but you did something so special that I, I don't feel like I've experienced in a Voxer group. Can you talk to us like about like some of the moves you made early on in that Voxer group to build that community, make it long lasting and turn it um, in, you know, from a PLN into a PLF. Since beginning this group, I have led a book study a month on Voxer. That's my, that's my plan. That's my goal to do one a month just for Voxer, not even my own books that I'm reading myself, but the, the studies that we've gotten into so far have been hit or miss really with the groups. Uh, the second book study I did was, it was basically me and one other person. Luckily she was from four o'clock faculty. So I knew she was chatty. It was us talking to each other, basically, even though we had about 25 people in the group. So with the, the subsequent groups, you know, we've done one on culturize. We're doing, I'm doing one right now. I'm doing two right now, one on hacking leadership and one on mathematical mindsets. And what I've started to do is about the week before we dive into the book, I just start putting out uh, posters, visuals, having people just connect with each other, you know, share pictures of your personal life. Tell us about who you are as a person. Tell us about your educational journey. Um, you know, this uh, mathematical mindsets, we played uh, the what if game, had about four what if questions to just kind of dive in. You know, if you could find uh, something in your attic from your family, what would you find? Or, you know, if you could visit one place in the world before you die, you haven't visited yet, where would it be? Just trying to develop that relationship, the uh, the trust in each other. That way we can bring up kind of touchy subjects about, uh, you know, what education is, what it should be, what it can be. And for some people, it's their first time diving into Voxer. And uh, some of the thoughts that we come up with can be kind of daunting and uh, can really throw people off. So developing that relationship is key. Uh, I don't think I did that in the very beginning of the four o'clock faculty group. I just think that uh, two things. One, you know, sometimes, at least that's what, this is the feedback that I've gotten. Sometimes people start the Voxer group and they're not really active in it themselves. They might throw out the question and they don't answer it themselves. They don't push other people to elaborate. They don't question other people, but apparently that's something I did. Not 
on purpose. That's just who I am. I like to prod, I like to poke, I like to have you elaborate, maybe challenge you on something. And that creates more dialogue, which then gets people more comfortable and, you know, tend to reflect a lot. That's a great skill for teachers to have to get people to elaborate and expand on their answers. <laughs> well, that's a good thing I've been teaching for 10 years then. <laughs> yeah, but it's it goes beyond that classroom feeling because I feel like sometimes, and Chris and AJ, you probably know this just from like leading workshops or, you know, sharing at conferences and stuff. It can get, it can be hard to get people, adults in the room to participate and have conversation and push their own thinking and elaborate. And I, you know, I wrote a little note to myself because I take notes while I, while we're interviewing. Um, and like, there was some kind of like magic sauce that Matt really brought. And, you know, while you were saying, you know, I was a very active participant and, you know, I encouraged conversation that I, I was nodding my head because that is what I remember most that. And you set some like ground rules for the beginning that like, um, do you want to talk about that? One of the biggest things that I'm a big proponent of is keeping your boxes short. So in every group, our voice box is capped at three minutes. And it's funny, you'll hear people, you know, they'll get approaching it's like 259 and they're still in the middle of the thought and they'll get, okay, hold up, hold up. I need to start a new box, even though it's the same thought, but just breaking it up and allowing people to, and I think it helps people dive into just the beauty of Voxer, being able to go in on your own time and just get a little bite size and breaking it up into three minute chunks, I think really helps that. And we've then created a no voice box on the weekends because you know, as nice as it is to hear people and hear their voices and hear their inflections and their passion, text is still just easier to get through. And on the weekends, it's a lot easier to text and, you know, you can be in the yard and just see, you can catch up on 25 text boxes a whole lot quicker than you can catch up on 25 voice boxes. So that is a rule that I've implemented in the other studies is voice during the week, if you're comfortable with it. And a lot of people are getting more comfortable with it. The longer they lurk, the longer they listen. And then save save your voice on the weekends because we do a lot of talking in our group and just text on the weekends. I think you got something going there because you know that's one of the reasons I stopped using Voxer for so many of these different groups. The eight-minute Voxes of pure nonsense I understand we need people to talk about themselves sometimes, but for eight minutes talking about how they're walking their dog and listening to a podcast or anything like that, that's just too much. So I think you got something uh, going pretty good there that you break it up and uh, allow people the opportunity to speak uh, through either voice or text. I think that's great. So I wish I was in the group to kind of see what exactly you're doing, but that's, that's a good start right there. It's uh, a It is, it is crazy, man. Cause it'll be you know, some of our lurkers, uh, usually the, the ones who are in administration. So we've got the principals who are in there. So their schedule is a little more daunting than the teachers in the group. So they might not check in for a few days and they'll take a screenshot of their boxer notifications and it'll be like 275 boxes over two days or maybe in a day. If we get on something really, you know, some, we all know each other's passions now. So we know if we bring up, you know, social emotional learning, we know Elizabeth Merce is going to jump in and she's going to take hold of it. We know if we start talking about um, 
you know, project-based learning or Buncee. We know Amy Stower is going to jump in there and, you know, we'll be like, don't, you're not teaching today, but they, you know, whenever we touch someone's hot topic or their hot button, oh, they find the time to jump in and we'll have 200 boxes in a day. And some people will be like, I went to go cook dinner for 30 minutes and I came back to 60 boxes. What are you guys talking about? It's intense in a really good way that I wish I could keep up with more because like every time when I do jump back in, I'm like, there's a conversation and I'll go back, you know, I can go back 30 days, but there was at some point, I think I got to March and I could not catch up on February. And I was like, (laughs) kind of like just threw my hands up and I was like, I'll catch up when I can and binge when I can, but there's no way that I'm going to be like a, I've got them all. There's no Pokemon catching in all of these boxes. (laughs) Like it's just not going to happen. Well, hopefully uh, boxer notifications don't catch up to your unlistened podcast number. No, no, it's pretty bad. I don't even want to look at it. Yeah, I've uh, I've had to slow down on my audiobook consumption because the group will be so active during the day and I'll have to spend the first half of my 90-minute commute home just catching up on boxes and participating and put my two cents in and then then I can go back and listen to my podcasts and my books myself. Now obviously one of the joys of Voxer is being able to listen back multi-speed. What is your <laughs> preferred listen back speed matt uh nobody nobody gets the 1x or 2x treatment if if i can handle it you get a 3x and for some of the people who talk even slower than i do you get the 4x so yeah no nobody's on anything less than 3x and even my podcasts and my audiobooks they're on 2x because i can grab the i can grab the essence of what you're saying i don't need to hear all the ums and you knows and likes and I don't need the verbal fillers. Just give me the meat and potatoes and I can get by everything else. Well, um, if they're any good, they'll take Wait, there's out. no, there's no speed up on this. It's live. I can't do it. I will, I will actually pause people. Like if I hear somebody come in and they're talking slowly, I'll just go, I, I can't do this right now. So I'll click stop and I'll go back and do whatever I was doing. And I'll come back after they finish so I can speed up. Yeah. I can't listen live. It's painful. Yeah. So, so Matt, before you added Boxer to your professional learning, you know, what, what did it look like for you to, were you attending conferences? Uh, how, how were you connecting with people? Cause you, you certainly come across as a man of the people, somebody who wants to engage in conversation and, you know, bring out the best in who he's interacting with. So what did that look like before you had Voxer? Well, first off, Chris, I want to thank you for that because I do think that is, you know, whenever we, Simon Sinek talks about, you know, start with your why. And I think I'm trying to, I've been trying to develop my why over the past few years, but I think that my why has come down to pushing and prodding to get others from their point A to their point B. So I appreciate you saying that. Uh, prior to Voxer, I was active on Twitter, uh, you know, Twitter chat, couple, maybe a couple nights a week. Um, but other than that, I wasn't uh, attend a few ed camps for sure. Presented some ed camps once I started feeling that I had something to give. Cause a lot of people think that, you know, what they know, everybody knows. And, um, one of the girls in our four o'clock faculty group, Laura, she's always telling us, you know, what's extraordinary to somebody else is ordinary to you. So you got to think about, you got to reframe your mind and you do have something to give. You know, you're, everybody's an expert in something or everybody knows something that other people don't know about. So 
once I got comfortable at EdCamps, I started presenting at them. Uh, but aside from that, you know, once I found out about EdCamps, I was like, do I want to pay to go to a conference anymore? Um, I don't really feel like it, but now I'm getting to the point where EdCamps, you know, a lot of it's, it's just too much Twitter one-on-one and stuff that, you know, I'm not really interested in. So I need to start really picking my EdCamps very carefully. Uh, aside from that, though, like uh, Stacy said, voracious reader. 2017, I 77 books, whether that's physical books, audiobooks, ebooks. It was, it was a busy year. I was in the hashtag 60 books challenge to read 60 by the end of the year. And I did 77. So a lot of it was audiobooks because I do have two and a half hours of driving time every day. Uh, podcasts too, obviously. Uh, yeah. So books and podcasts before Voxer and now Voxer does take up a lot of my time, but I'm very grateful for it because between, you know, connecting people who didn't think they could do it and getting people to branch out and take that step, whether it's a text box or a voice box, I just, Voxer is my jam. It's amazing. So you said you've been doing a book a month in Voxer and clearly you did 77 books last year. I can't imagine that they were all professional reading. Hopefully there were some like read for fun type text in there. None. Nah. No, wow. no, my, uh, this is, uh, one, of, I guess one of my weaknesses is I don't turn off. My yeah, brain I was from reading that in the boxer group today. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Right, so you do keep, you are keeping up a little bit. Maybe just today. Cause we were going to have this conversation later tonight. I, don't I know. dip in and out when I have time. Yeah, <laughs> and it. yeah, you gotta, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't, my, I guess my reading journey, I was never a reader. And then once I started my admin program and started getting into leadership books, I found my niche. So I started reading a lot of leadership books. And then I dove more into psychology books, cognitive psychology, uh, parenting books, obviously, like we said earlier, I'm a parent. And then, of course, education books. So everything is everything is a professional read. And those are my fun reads because I just... I love learning. I love challenging my mindset, uh, shifting my mindset, progressing my mindset. So everything is a professional read and a fun read all at the same time. I can get down with that. That I agree with. If you find the right nonfiction, no matter what it is, it can be. Hey, Matt, let me ask you this. Cause I mean, we, we, we don't have a script for tonight's episode. So I will ask based on your voracious reading habits, um, what would be one or two books that you think any and everybody in education should be taking a look at. All right. So I'm going to give you my top five. Ready? All right. All right. This is also on my, on my Twitter banner. I always have a currently reading and I just updated it to currently reading and my top five. It hasn't changed in a while. I'm hoping that something comes along and drops one out. But so right now, no particular order. I have drive by Daniel Pink. It's all about motivation have The One World Schoolhouse by Salman Khan from Khan Academy. Creative Schools from Sir Ken Robinson. He's my man crush. If I could meet one person in the world, it would be him for sure. And, oh, Switch by the Heath Brothers, Chip and Dan. It's all about change and how to implement change because, you know, as an unofficial leader, an official leader, you know, change is tough, especially in a slow-moving behemoth uh, enterprise like school and education is very slow. So 
anything I can read on how to implement lasting organizational change, I am all for it. Very cool. I, I know you said you now with the commute, you do listen to a lot of audiobooks, but give, given the choice, do you prefer to hold that book or are you more into listening to content at this point? That's a tough one, right? Right now, I'm going to say just with the way life is swinging because I have young, young ones at home, like a little bit of young ones that hopefully don't wake up while we're on here. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to stick with the audiobooks just because it's, it's my quiet time. It's my time to do, but I do love the physical book because, you know, you love that, the feel of the turning the page. I like having the little trophy after I'm done uh, with the audiobooks. I use a app called Hoopla. H-O-O-P-L-A, and it connects to my local library, which I have an account, and I get eight free downloads a month. So I don't have to pay for any of my audiobooks, which is even nicer, uh, which makes it all the more important that I take really good notes on the books that I read. And yes, I do take notes. I am that big of a dork. I reflect on my notes, and then I share that out as a Google Doc, and I post it up on my website so others can take part in the learning with me. If they don't have the time or they don't really feel like reading, they can look at my notes, get the gist of the book and keep on moving. With the quality of notes you're probably taking and sharing them as a Google doc, everybody knows where I'm going to go with what you should actually be doing. If you're going to consume all this content. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> go ahead, hey. Say it, Chris. Hey, hey, Matt, why not start a podcast and talk about this so other people can join you that way? I might have to do that. I've been thinking of how I'm going to, what I'm, what I'm going to do to take my, my reading to the next step. Cause the website was the first thing. And I thought about doing something similar to what Paul O'Neill with PLN 365 does with his daily question and reflection. I thought about doing a daily video, uh, just either highlighting a book or a main idea or starting a talking point or something. But I just, I have not put it on the priority list high enough yet to, get the feet growing. So maybe, maybe you guys will be my, my catalyst here. Chris has planted the seed. Yeah, you just have someone. to water it. I am a pusher like you, Mr. Larson. I, I definitely know I could get a few of my uh, Voxer PLF people to join up with me. We're already talking about writing a book together, but it's going to be about a thousand pages. So I'm sure, I'm not sure if it's going to be ready soon. That'd be awesome. What's next in your book club, um, in your book club, book club Voxer group? So what are you doing now for May? And if people wanted to join you in June, do you already have a plan for that? So May, we are my partner in book club crime, uh, Rico Garcia. He's at rocks, rockstar 16. We are co-leading hacking leadership and we're doing three weeks on that. I'm currently leading Mathematical Mindsets by Joe Bowler. Got a good crew of new Voxer users, uh, new to my group Voxer users. And I'm thinking for June, my friend Rico and I, we are going to be doing Rebecca Coda's new book, Let Them Speak, all about student voice, uh, because I think that's definitely one stakeholder that schools miss a lot of times just because we don't feel like they have the experience or the know-how, but our kids got opinions and we need to let them speak. So I think let them speak is going to be our, our June book read, at least one of them. How do you get involved in your book groups, Matt? So if somebody is interested in reading hacking leadership or 
let them speak or anything going further. Uh, if we're not in the boxer group now, how do we connect and get involved later on? Uh, I appreciate you bringing me back around there. I definitely missed that second part of the question. So, so good, man. whenever we start a new Voxer group, uh, Rico and I, or I definitely, I always put up a visual a promotion, visual, just like you'd see on a Twitter chat, some type of a promo poster, put it out there, tag as many people as I can hashtag as many of the big hitters, you know, T lap, learn lap, leave lap, anything Dave Burgess does pretty much, uh, tag that to get the most exposure, uh, and then, you know, if you are interested in joining Mathematical Mindsets or Hacking Leadership currently, you can always DM me your Voxer handle and I will immediately add you in. Or if you know somebody who's already in the group, I never set admin controls on the group just because I want it to be an open source. If anybody in the group has a friend who wants to join in, they can add them in themselves. I don't, I don't you know, put that just on me. Actually, just so I get clarification, do you start a new group per book or does this all happen under the umbrella of one Voxer group? Oh, yeah. Thanks. So I do start a new group for each book. And uh, apparently I give all my book groups nicknames. I didn't realize that. But one of my friends, Laura, in the four o'clock faculty group, she's been she's been in each of our groups. So she, you know, we're, we're the hackers for hacking leadership, uh, mathematical mindsets, we're the M&Ms. And that's off of, uh, that's, off, that's from coach John Craig. That's, I can't even claim that one, but, uh, got a nickname for you. So it is a new group each time. And then promptly at the, the end of the group, I leave it and I tell everybody I'm leaving. Uh, so don't, <laughs> I'm deleting the chat. I'm leaving the chat. Uh, you know, if you're interested in continuing the educational conversations, you're welcome to come join four o'clock faculty. And we have had a couple people come and join it. And we've also had a couple people leave it as well. I was just going to say, uh, it sounds like, Hey, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Hey, exactly. Exactly. It's closing time. <laughs> so Matt, before we move into other parts of the episode, we do like to ask each guest the following question. So for those of you playing at home, here we go. Matt, can you please describe your ideal professional development experience uh, and you could take it from the perspective of either as a presenter or a learner. So what does the ideal PD look like to you? Now, I'm going to attack this from the learner perspective because I consider myself a learner. And like we said before, I'm not quite sure I have what it takes to present. I don't know if I'm an expert in anything. But so as the learner, uh, I'm a huge proponent in not only student voice and choice, but adult voice and choice. So if I'm going to go into somewhere I want to be able to choose what I'm going to be able to do. The law of two feet really resonates with me because, you know, sometimes you jump into something, you don't really, you didn't really know what it was going to be. So you need to get up and move, go find something that is going to speak to you and help you move your practice. A lot of, a lot of different topics. I don't want to go to, you know, just a technology conference, just to talk about technology. I want a lot of different topics out there because I know a lot of people have, different passions and they have different levels of knowledge on different things. And I want to be able to tap into the collective knowledge of the people in the group. So not just somebody talking at me, but I want it to be an open forum where, Hey, if I have a resource or if I have an idea on this, uh, I want to be able to share it out and I don't want to have to feel like I'm being talked to or down to. I can certainly say that when you mentioned again, the rule of two feet definitely has spoiled a lot of us. <laughs> 
All right. So podcast PD people, now we're going to get into uh, your favorite part of our show and we're going to tell you what we're listening to. Matt, you're going to get down with this one, but we're going to give you a little bit of uh, some leeway here. So you're going to go last, but Stacy, you are up first. So please tell us what you're listening to. Okay. Before I tell you what we're listening, what I'm listening to, can I just tell you what my number is? We haven't done this in a really long time and the number is awful. I'm at 1693 and I can't wait for summer. So that I can catch up on like all the things. I think you need to um, to get your iPod listening into Beach Body Shape. Like, there's just got to be something where you're just like, no, what? I'm done with this guy. Seriously. Just mark all hurt and keep moving. No, I can't do. Oh my God. No, I can't. We talked about this. Have you met her? (laughs) Uh, Not enough, apparently. No, it's, it's really bad. But so what I listened to, what I binged this week, because I definitely binged, but what, and you guys know that like, well, first of all, let's start with the fact that there are certain episodes that I listen to every day. So I listen to up first every single day. So that accounts for my 1693. It's not on there anymore, but it's why I don't get through more shows. And then I listen to tech meme ride home every day. But you two gentlemen told me in our last show that that Alex Inc. ABC series is based on a podcast. So I downloaded all of the episodes that pertained just to Alex Inc. and the startup. Um, so I downloaded um, the most beloved or whatever episodes of Startup, which is part of Gimlet Media. And I listened to those episodes. And the one with Zach Braff was by far one of my favorites because I just adore him. I think he's amazing. And as a Jersey kid, um, it's just kind of cool to have someone with that kind of acclaim doing the thing that I love most, which is podcasting. So um, if you haven't listened to Startup, I highly encourage you to go and listen to just the last few episodes, or if you really want to, listen to the entire first season. They're on season seven, I think now. Uh, I'm not going to go back. I've already unsubscribed, only because I don't need more than 1693, and tomorrow morning, I will have like five more episodes in my queue, and it will give me, like, I don't know. So I hope not to get to 2000 before the end of the school year, but I don't know that's going to happen. I can't hey. wait for that announcement. What are y'all listening to? So I'm, I'm going to go next. And um, I am not recommending a podcast, but rather borrowing from Stacy. I'm going to recommend something I watched. And over the last two days, I binge watched on YouTube Red, the Cobra Kai series, uh, which is the uh, continuation of the Karate Kid saga. I was going to say, it sounds like something from the 80s. I knew Sweep I remember the leg. about it from the 80s. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Um, Sweep the leg, but sensei. Let me tell you, this was really well done. It's five hours total. So each episode is plus or minus a half hour. Okay. And go out, get your YouTube Red free trial for seven days to at least watch the five hours. If you're a child of the 80s or you remember the Karate Kid, this We'll take you back. Forget the thing with uh, Will Smith's kid, although he's an executive producer on this show. Um, or the thing with, uh, what's her name? They did like the next karate kid that had Hillary Swank. I think she was the the kid. Um, forget those. This is like, you know, Johnny, Daniel LaRusso, 34 years later. It is a great five-hour watch. And I binge watched it in the last two days. So go check out. Cobra Kai. Wait, wait, can I interject? Go ahead, interject. So there's Strike a first. podcast for that. 
I'm, I'm sure there is. <laughs> right now it only has two episodes and they came out May 1st and 2nd. Yeah. You, you can see the first two episodes for free if you don't have YouTube Red or the, the trial. Uh, basically, the first episode catches you up on Johnny's life 34 years later. Uh, and then episode two catches you up on Daniel LaRusso. And so this entire podcast is about that particular show. So if you have one of those weird little shows that you are totally into, find totally binge-worthy, chances are, if you search your podcast player, you will find in a podcast for it. And I know you too, um, Chris and AJ, you, watch, you listen to a lot of podcasts about some of your favorite shows. So that's certainly something our listeners could could do. But I'm, I'm crying over here because I looked it up while you're talking. <laughs> and there's a podcast for it. I'm sure there's more than one podcast for it. I only found one and it, it makes me smile. We're totally linking that in the show notes. Yes, we are. Matt, are you, uh, you into the karate kid, Cobra Kai? You going to check it out? Oh, I'm definitely going to check it out now. I gotta, I gotta get my kids to fall asleep long enough to get into it. There you go. (laughs) First of all, that's my all time favorite movie, by the way. There you go. Yeah. So as, as, as you mentioned this, Chris, I'm already like figuring out ways to, uh, get YouTube read for the free trial so I can watch that because I've been watching the trailers for that on a loop for months and I'm just waiting for this show. So I'm, I'm very appreciative of the, uh, <laughs> if you want to do a shared watch, maybe one day we could do, I'll, I'll share my screen. We can watch it together. <laughs> YouTube and chill. Oh my God. Like Joey and Chandler <laughs> watching Baywatch. I think you went a little farther. All right, a podcast I'm going to give you guys. I'll just, I know it's not only a podcast, so you can also watch this, but I'm going to throw the, uh, the edu match tweet and talks at you guys. Uh, I don't actually watch it when it is on, but I do listen to them on the podcast. And, uh, if you are familiar with edu match, uh, basically the tweet and talks are a panel of experts in certain ideas and in the field of education. And there are several different episodes available for everything you're looking for. Um, so I'm not going to pick one, but I think you should check out the edu match tweet and talks, which is usually done live. So if you are down with it and you actually enjoy what is being put out there, watch a live episode and then you can listen to it again through the podcast. So I really think that's something that everybody should get down with because like I said, there are some real, real prominent leaders in education that discuss what goes on in their classrooms. So if you're not watching The Karate Kid and you want to do something else, watch the tweet and talks and listen to the podcast. So Matt, what are you listening to or have listened to or what would you like to recommend? All right. So I'm going to go off the episode or the shows that I'm actually caught up on. So I'll have a handful. And like I said earlier, I, I, just, I don't turn off. So all of these are professional and fun all at the same time. So I listen to TL Talk Radio with Randy Ziegenboos and Lynn Buny Hedden. They're a couple of superintendents. I believe they're in Pennsylvania. They're very forward-thinking, very progressive educators. Love listening to them. Listen to the School Leadership Series and Better Leaders, Better Schools from Danny Bauer. He is amazing. I've followed his journey since episode one. And I think he's at, I don't know, 150 episodes now, 170. I don't know, somewhere he's up there. Uh, Ditch Pod by Matt Miller. Love that one because it's five minutes, eight minutes. And on two times the speed, it's even shorter. So it's awesome. Uh, 
Principal Center Radio. Love that one uh, from Justin Bader. He's got good stuff considering the path that I'm trying to move towards. And then The Transformative Principle by Jethro Jones. He he works up in Alaska as a principal and he is he has the same mindset as I do as far as progressive education. So those are the ones that I've caught up on. Not all the ones I listen to, but I don't want to inundate everybody with my library list of episodes. Hey, it's just nice to hear that so many of them are part of the Education Podcast Network. I was just thinking that I've heard of most of those. Matt, before we let you go, um, thank you so much for taking time to be on the show with us tonight. I really appreciate you coming out. Uh, th- thank you for having me, Chris. It's my first podcast and I really enjoyed it. You nailed it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Yes. Thank you so much for coming out. I know I... Um kind of threw it out there at you, but when things started rolling with your Voxer group in January um, and just watching it evolve and progress into the magnificent community that it is. And like you said, it's a PLF, it's a family. um, I knew that there was that secret sauce that I wanted you to be able to share with our listeners. So I truly, truly, truly thank you for coming on with us tonight. Definitely, definitely. And if anybody is, sorry, Chris, if anybody's interested in joining it, you think you want to just lurk or you want to try and hit the ground running, you know, just DM me at mlarson underscore NJ and I will put you in the group. And we've had people join as recently as a week ago and the group is very welcoming. Anytime somebody new comes in, they welcome with open arms, lots of gifs, gifts, whatever you want to call it. And uh, lots of GIF. 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 All right. GIF. <laughs> we all disagree. <laughs> So yeah, if you want to join, you just let me know and I will throw you in. Yeah, Matt, I appreciate that because I think I'm going to contact you to be a uh, hacking leadership. I'd like to be part of that group. So I'll, uh, I'll contact you for that one. For sure. We're starting hack four. Actually, I put the question out tonight, but we probably won't actually start talking to it tomorrow. We've got some West Coasters in the group. So they're usually about three hours behind. And I just got to tell you, Matt, that Stacy first brought your name up in like February. She's like, yeah, there's this guy, Matt Larson. Um, we need to figure out when we're going to get him on here. So. We've been working on this for a while. I appreciate that. I, I kind of wish I'd have done this a little earlier because then I could have. Uh, I'm pretty sure you were at the uh, Ocean Tech Expo down here in Bayville yes. in Berkeley County. Yeah, I was sat Chris in West. on Chris was. Yeah, I thought I thought I saw him there, but I wasn't quite sure. So I was like, eh, this isn't an ed camp, so I'm not going to just roll up in his stuff. But he was definitely sitting oh, in on the. Please, I, I, I've gone to you, you talk about rule of two feet and stuff. I I go to regular conferences now, and if I lead a session, I will tell people, hey. If this isn't what you want, please go. Go somewhere else. Get what you need. I'm pretty oh, sure that's what the, the lady that was in. See, I was sitting in on the, the Flipgrid, Padlet, whatever that one was. I think you were sitting in the back table there. So, And I think she said, you know, if you don't like it, get up and leave. I run this like a med camp. And I think it wasn't too long after that that I got up and left. No offense to her. Of course. Of course. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was in February. I couldn't go to that. That was, um, that was Disney weekend. Disney weekend. All right, Stacy. Yes. Thing. It is time to go. Say goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, AJ. Say goodbye, Christopher. Goodbye, Christopher. Say goodbye, Matt. Thanks for coming. Adios, Matt. Thanks for coming. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Podcast PD. For links to all of the resources mentioned in this and every episode, please visit our website, podcastpd.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at AJBianco. And I also blog at AJBianco.me. 
You can connect with me on Twitter. I am Mr. Nessie. And I would love it if you also checked out the House of EdTech podcast over on chrisnessie.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at irontech, and I blog at irontech.me. Connect with Podcast PD on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast PD. We would also love to have you as a member of our Facebook community. Go to podcastpd.com slash Facebook to join. You can help us reach more educators like you by telling someone else about the podcast. So share us with a colleague. And if you do it on social media, please make sure to tag us. Podcast PD is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcast for educators. Podcast by educators. For more great education podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com.